Bezer Hashem, in the spirit of Elul, I want to quickly record a very amazing idea from the Leshem. This is in Sefer HaKlalim, Klal Tedzayin, Anaf Beit. And honestly, this piece right here is really discussing the significance of the first 10 digits of the number system and what they really signify. Kind of amazing, kind of fascinating idea. What exactly is the meaning of one, of two, of three, of four through ten? What what do these things really mean? And I'm not going to discuss every number. I'll try to mention it, but let's continue in what he's saying. This is in my personal continuation, and he says as follows: That the basic energies of creation, the spherot, is the concept of three or two or one. We can say why there are four. We have four worlds with four letters of Hashem's name, Yud and He and Vav and He, the four worlds. Atzilus, Briyatzirus, he has four. Five he just explained, which I'm not going to do here. Six is the six directions, up, down, right, left, front, back. Seven is including the center point and the days of the week. Eight is the day of Mila. The day of the bris, the eighth day, the baby circumcised is transcendence above seven. Uh, nine, he's going to explain in this paragraph. And ten, we obviously know where the Ten Commandments, the Ten Sphirot. The concept of two is that the manifestation of every divine energy and by extension every item in the universe, every creation down to the particles, is through two concepts, which is simsum v'or, the concept of hiddenness and light, constriction and light, two opposite energies. Where does three come from? Three comes from how different spherot, different divine energies, or by extension creations or creatures, flow one from the other. That gives rise to the idea of three is one flowing from the other, one item, one identity flowing one from the other. It gives rise to three. Two was light and constriction. Three was where you have creations or and manifestations or emanations, one flowing from the other gives rise to three. The who kamashibiarno ki machoring so yibrakshma who now lumatakis alamiashalatismino azagili mitsius alide simsum dafka called simsum shuinian silkastara hino bikinas gaburas kanaida. That Hashem's light is impossible to see, it's so infinite that there's no grasp, so it must hide itself. It must create boundaries on itself and, and thereby hide its infinity. And this is the concept of severity called Guvirot. So you first begin to create anything, to reveal anything from within God's light. You first begin with the prerequisite ability to create a boundary. And then within that boundary, you express the item. And the expression of the item is the pure effusion of Hashem's kindness, His giving existence, that within the context of the prerequisite ability to hide and conceal and create a boundary, the two mix together, the effusion and the holding back, and create an item, create a creation or a manifestation or an emanation. Shubichinus Chesed. 
So the concept of two, the number two, is basically that the world is split up into, you might call a binary of male and female, where female is representing the constrictions, the boundaries, what manifests, because the baby is born from the mother, not the father. But the father is the giver. The male is the giver. He gives the raw material for existence that's the giving that's the effusion or the expansion and the and the female is the what puts boundaries on that expansion to make it actually viable actually practical actually exists so that's the binary in the world the constriction and expansion Furthermore, once we have manifested a creation or, or a manifestation or an emanation, it's not just existing on its own, but it has within it always the power to reproduce. Always. <coughs> this is where three comes from now. Three arises from the fact that a new creation or a new emanation is rooted in what gave birth to it, a higher manifestation or emanation or creature that gave birth to it. So you have one. Which this connection to its root or to its origin or its parent is its connection to its root above. This is called the end of the upper creation feeding into the top of this new creation number two comes in with the integral essence of the new creature creation or manifestation itself its body and this is the concept of the middle level or the yeah the middle level whether from top to down or from inner to outer. Number three, when we think about existence in pairs of three, is the ability of this new creation to give birth to its own progeny. So one is its root and its source above, or its source and its root above. Two is its body itself. And three is its ability to give over to a new level and create, create offspring. This is called the end or the outer of, of the level. This is called head, body, legs, or inner, middle, outer. That's three. Now, that's three. Now, how do we get to nine? We discuss numbers one through ten. We don't have to discuss one. One is the unity of everything, and we know we've just, we've we've touched on all the numbers except for nine. Where do we get nine? Nine is amazing. Nine is the letter Tet. This Tov is good. That when we look at the base three that we just discussed, we see that within each of the basic three is each one of those splits in the three. 
Okay, in other words, the reason that when you take the, th- the concept of three and you divide those into three is because each of these three items is a concept of an intermediary. The top level, the head level, or the inner level is really an intermediary between the new creation and its source. Well, since it's an intermediary, it too, it too is split into three because within that, in, within that top level, you have the part of it that's really hooked up to the higher creation. And then you have the part that's really hooked in to give to the creation itself, this new creation, and something in between. And so the, the, the one of the top third level splits itself into three. So you have three times three is nine. And this gives birth, gives rise to the concept of the ten, nine spherot except for malchut. There's ten spherot, and when you exclude malchut, you have keter, chachma, bina, chesed, gevur, tiferet. Netzachad yisod is nine. So we come to our nine, but where the tenth is the most fascinating. The tenth is the most fascinating. I'm going to skip to that. What is that? But what is the concept of the tenth? This is the most interesting. This is the purpose of it all. Because this tenth concept includes all the nine concepts, and she is also paradoxically included in all of them. She hugs them all, and then as she is given, then she is receiving from all of them. She cre- she gives rise to them all, and then she receives from them all. She, she she's at the beginning and the end, and everywhere in between. She gives rise to the nine, and then receives from the nine. This is called the per- the origin and the and the ultimate outcome or or intention of every item in creation. This energy, this tenth energy, is the energy of the purpose for each specific item. This is the deepest thing in the world. That the very energy of the purpose itself is this tenth item, it's called the Malchut, and it is literally this intention, which is an energy source for the whole process from top to bottom. That this power of the purpose, the power of the purpose of each item starts the process as its origin, that the thing originates, any item in the universe originates because there's a purpose for it. And that very purpose for each particular item is literally giving birth, is the power to give birth to that item. And this intention and purpose for each item doesn't just give an original birth to to that item, but it hugs and contains and and is and is managing 
all of the existence and behavior of the unfolding of that item throughout its entire lifespan. The soifa, and she also exists at the bottom and the end of that creation or that procedure. This is the most interesting. At the bottom of the creation or the procedure or the manifestation or the emanation, this tenth item, this malchut, is clearing a space within which the purpose of that creation or that creature or that manifestation can express itself. So this tenth item, the malchus, does three major functions. It is the original desire to manifest the thing because the purpose for the thing itself gives birth to it. It's managing all of its behavior in the middle level because the purpose for everything is managing all of its processes. And at the bottom, it's also creating a space of emptiness, so to speak, within which the purpose and the final outcome of that process, procedure, creation, manifestation, or emanation can unfold. So it originates the malchut. It's the power of origination and birth. It's the power of managing all of the processes in the procedure and unfolding of that item. And third, it creates the space within which the final outcome can express itself in time. This, this concept of ten is called malchut, the manifestation or the kingship of every particular creation or sphera or or emanation. This is the, this is such the key line. That the great malchut, the ultimate malchut for the whole universe, is the all-encompassing purpose for the entire creation, all time and space in general. And this ultimate purpose for everything, which includes everything, expresses itself in particular holographic expressions, microcosm expressions of this one great purpose, microcosmic expressions of this one great purpose express itself as miniature expressions of that ultimate purpose that hugs each individual item of creation or process and creation on an individual level. So you have the all-encompassing purpose which hugs and surrounds, gives birth to, manages, and creates a space for the revelation of the purpose of the entire creation as a whole. That great malchut, that great concept of kingship, also splits itself off, copies itself, manifests itself in miniature to manage each thing on its own terms, each individual thing on its own terms, but in a way that it's obviously hooked up to the great all-encompassing purpose because these these individual expressions of malchut are, are merely branches off of the one great malchut, the one great power of intention which manages the purpose of all creation as a whole. That one great intention that gives birth to and manages and it ensures the outcome of the whole ultimate general intention of all existence as a whole splits itself off into miniature expressions of itself to manage each item particularly in a way that everything is managed particularly yet hooked up to the entire headquarters of the whole purpose. Because all these individual expressions of malchut are really just the great malchut ex- expressing itself everywhere. The deepest thing in the world. V'hi kolakulam. 
Mitgali Basov Kulam, Kulba Kulam, Vahu Bashir, Shihi, Kamanata Return Itzatmo, Savi Bakol Mitatim Bitavas Kul, Turkilea, Shirakili Returnatma. That this Malchut is a general purpose for all things that is able to give rise to everything in general and also pare itself down and give birth to everything in particular, all for the purpose of expressing the one great intention that all of these items are contained in her because she creates, she not only gives birth to everything that exists, but creates the space and the guarantee that the individual purpose of every individual item in creation will all come out to express the general purpose of all creation in general. And we'll stop there. That's a lot to think about.